are live on the Joe Madden Show. Coming to you out of the 726, the shitty tone, San Antonio. So we got a special guest for everybody out there that's going to come across this video. Waiting in the back to jump on and talk to all the beautiful people out there watching, right? Going to watch. So we are live on Facebook, Twitch. We're also live on the Periscope. So we got Coach Glenn Klein ready to jump on the mic and give everybody out there a show to remember, right? Got a lot of good stuff to talk about. We're going to go in and bring a mine right. Right about now, right? What do we got? What do we got going on? Oh, there it is. All right. Without further ado, the man himself is live on the Joe Madness Show. What up, Joe Madness? How you doing, brother? Joe, I have no complaints, but thank you for caring enough to ask. <laughs> oh, at least you got another bearded guy. I love at least you. At least you got my name right. The, the guy I, I had on uh, this morning, where that had me on his show, great guy, but uh, he fucked up my name right from the get go. So. <laughs> you got to learn how to read, right? Most people are reading at a what uh, a sixth grade level. I don't even know what it's that high in the world. I don't oh man! Uh oh. It's amazing, though, right? Only in America. Yeah, sure. So tell us about this beautiful book that you have just created, right? For the times that we, we live in right now. There it is. See? It's on the screen, people. Website and everything. It's uh, called Early Wake Up Call. It's how a coach's early warnings about the pandemic can help you now. What are you smoking? Hmm. Tobacco. You, you, you like that wacky tobacco, though, I bet, huh? No, man. I can't do that. Can't do that. I like to drink. Really? Can't do that. Yeah. You, 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 you do drink or you don't drink? Oh, yeah, man. Champagne of beers right here. Yeah. Just right. got out for work. I'm uh, talking to the great coach. What do you got over there? Little Tito's on the rocks in my official Tampa Bay Lightning tumbler. <sighs> Oh, man. Yeah. The coach coaches baseball. Is that what it is? The Bolts are a hockey team. Joe Madness. I didn't even know what you were uh, with coach. I just kept reading. No, coach I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fucking life coach. That's actually what I am. I'm a fucking life coach. I'm a sex and relationship fucking life coach. coach. Yeah, and a relationship coach. And a, at the end of the day, I'm a communication coach. Because if you think about it, everything's about communication. What you're communicating Everything. with yourself. And what you communicate with your family and your friends and your significant others, if you have one or two or three. And oh, uh, so and that and that's how the book actually came to be, because early on, I mean, right from the onset of this whole fucking thing, I thought this is not being communicated well. This is not being received well. And I started just posting shit about it. And people were really mean and scared, and it was, it was fucking vicious. No. Yes. And so I started spending so much time uh, addressing my critics that, you know, when something gets on your brain, Joe, and it's just like, you can't even sleep hardly. I said, oh, man, I, got I sleep to, like a baby every night. Like yeah, because <laughs> you don't smoke that uh, devil's weed, that's why. You have your uh, champagne mm -hmm. and beers. Mm -hmm. What do you got, a Miller there? What do I got, what? You said you have the champagne of beers. Yep. Miller Highlight, man. Miller Highlight. It's like uh, 50 cents for a six-pack, you know? Something there. crazy like that. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> it's, amazing. it's amazing that we have never talked. He just put me on. Joe Madness just was like, let's go. And uh, that's... Let's go. I, I've been, I've been wrong, in radio man. and broadcasting for 45 years. It's That's fairly unusual and, and, and very pleasurable as well. So I started oh, posting go. about I started posting about this thing and people I got support too, but people were really mean to me, including actual friends, not just fake friends like Facebook people, relatives. And I was spending so much time thinking about it. And I said, I've got to get this off my brain. So what yep. I did was I sat down and I wrote a blog, which ended up being 20 hours. It took me. And you can see that on my coaching site. 
Pardon me? The G Spot? Is that it? The G, the G Spot blog, yes. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's why I saw the, the, the baseball machine. Yeah. Oh yeah, well that's just that, that, there's a lot there's a lot there. Just go to the G Spot blog at coachclankline.com and you'll see my blog. It's it's called the blog was called My Response to the Coronavirus Pandemic Crisis. And it was like 20 pages. And it was early. I mean, it was like right from the fucking get-go. And then I was watching all this shit transpire which I talked about in the blog, things that I predicted and I was like, how the hell did I know this? I'm not that smart. And then it occurred to oh. me I just overlaid the principles that I had been coaching as a resident camp owner and director in my early career, as a father of six, and as a full-time life coach now for 14 years, onto the crisis of the pandemic. And as it turns out, uh, the information and the principles that are in the book can help anybody go through any crisis. And by the way, this is not going to be the last health crisis or national crisis or international crisis that we have. So that's why I wrote the book and it's getting, you know, some really good play. This is this is my first video podcast on my virtual wow. book tour, Joe Madness. So thank you very much. Virtual book tour. I love that. It's the way you got to do it, right? It's all virtual reality. We're not even fucking here, people. We're just a figment of your fucking imagination. That's what it is. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. So you're you a prepper. You've heard that term before, right? A prepper. Yeah, well, it kind of sounds like you're you're setting up for life. You got uh you got barrels of rice, you got fifty gallons of fuel everywhere stashed away, buried money. Oh no, I mean, no, no, no. I I oh no, I, I thought you meant like a guy that went to prep school. I did not go to prep school. <laughs> a prepper. We used to go. Oh man, I don't even know what that is. All right. No, I don't know. Fuck no. <laughs> no, I I, I I didn't even have enough toilet paper. When everybody freaked out on the toilet paper, remember that one? I had oh, yeah. a, I mean, it was scary. It was like, you know, it was do or die there for a minute. <laughs> no, I'm, I am not a prepper, that's for sure. So what is that? You know, listen, we're, we're all going to die anyway. What the fuck? And that's one of the things that I deal with in the book is just you embrace the inevitable. And when you do, which, by the way, the inevitable is we are literally all dead men and women and others walking. And you break, wow. and they, oh, oh, dude, that's so morbid. That's so horrible. Well, it's just the truth. <laughs> and when you embrace reality and the truth, truth is universally true. Now, we all have our truths. That's what everybody says. That's my truth. Well, everybody does have a truth. But the truth is something that applies to all human beings. What do we and, got? And the, and the truth is, is that we're all going to die. And if you embrace that, it'll actually help you. So, uh, no, I'm not a prepper. If, if if I if I ran out of toilet paper, uh, that would be like the biggest cataclysmic thing. I'm not concerned at all because I'm I'm in the you know I'm a big hockey fan and you know there's three periods in hockey and then there's an intermission in between every period. So at the best, I'm in the second intermission or probably in the third period, hoping for overtime. <laughs> but if we don't, fuck it. Man, that is crazy. Toilet paper, the great debacle of 2020. That's what everybody was worried about for a hot minute. I mean, what do you think happened, though? I mean, did they blow up the Charmin factories? What was going on? No, what happened was everybody just follows the leader. People, unfortunately, by majority, are sheeple. And somebody thought, you know, maybe we should get some toilet paper. And then somebody else right. saw it. And, no, people, they don't think for themselves. And then, of course, people that are, like, more balanced in their thinking think, I got to get some toilet paper. These fuckers are hoarding toilet paper. I better go get it. And then just the dominoes start falling. And all of a sudden you have people thinking that they should stay in their houses all the time. They should listen to the government and shut down their businesses, that the government has the ability to fucking uh, suspend our constitutional rights and take away our freedom to assemble and to make a living and to go outside for Christ's sake. Jesus, what a nightmare. Why do you think they have so much power, though, that people are just willing to just go along with everything that they're saying? I mean, they're selling a lot of craziness out there, right? Funny. Yeah, they sure are. It's because people uh, are affected by what they see and hear. And for the first time in television history, under many, many crises, uh, television started uh, and really got going during the uh, Vietnam War era. It was, of course, before, but that was the first war that was covered on television. Now, they were reporting on what was happening, 
but we never had through other pandemics that we've had, we never had a scoreboard of death in our face 24 seven. We didn't have it at nine 11. We never had it for anything. And, but all the news networks, somebody had the fucking idea. We really can keep them here if we keep freaking them out and have yep. a running total of how many people are dying from coronavirus. Most people don't die from coronavirus. They die with coronavirus. Most people right, a little die bit of corona either. inside your heart, right? Next to the ice, right? There you go. A little bit. A little bit of ice next to the, the heart, and then you got a little bit of corona sprinkled in there, right? <laughs> or, That's what happens. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty much what happens. No, people are old, and they, get, they have comorbidities, and they have seriously com uh, compromised immune systems, and they have... Uh, all kinds of stuff. They have cancer and heart disease. A stepson of mine is a nurse. He was in Connecticut in the middle of all this shit up there in the tri-state area. And he said, Pop, I haven't seen one person here with COVID that didn't have some serious, multiple life-threatening situations. That was early on. And then I talked to him months later. I said, E, is that still true? He goes, yep. But they say they died of coronavirus. I had a buddy of mine on Facebook, his 93-year-old uh, dad passed away and had COVID. And he went into this whole thing on Facebook, how all the challenges that his dad had had. He had quite a life. He said, but it wasn't until COVID. That's the thing that took him out. The guy was 93 years old, for Christ's sake. I got another friend of mine whose brother, unfortunately, was killed in a car accident recently. And oh, man, he had a heart fun. attack while he was driving. And he had an accident, and the accident or the heart attack killed him. And, of course, they tested him for drugs and alcohol, which he had none in his system. But he did have COVID-19 in his system. And guess how his death was categorized? A COVID-19 death. So wake up, people. That's why it's an early wake-up call. Because I was on this. This is not Monday morning quarterbacking here, Joe. This was I was on it from before even California and New York shut down. Yeah, I've been talking about this since the beginning, you know, talking about Wuhan, China, and all that craziness, and how the who jumped on that that boat with China trying to rip everybody out of their homes. They agreed with it. All yeah, let's let, let's trust the communist Chinese. That's always a good idea. The communist Chinese have been in power a long time, and they have a track record. You ever hear of Tiananmen Square, for example? Or how about this? In the late fifties, early sixties, they had the Great China Famine. And the communist Chinese reported that one million Chinese had died in the Great China Famine. As it turned out, it was 45 million. Now, one million is oh bad enough. Guess. Yeah, That's one million is bad enough. But they lied about it. But um, amazingly and incredibly, the world was actually giving credibility to the communist Chinese government. They're totalitarians. They're, they're, they're fucking fascists, for Christ's sake. And they act in their own self-interest. And... I think that they probably were doing biological research and it, it escaped that uh, laboratory in Wuhan. And then we have the knucklehead in charge uh, who says we only got one case. It was all under control. And then that we got, remember the old days, 15 days to get over the spread. 15, man. So it is, right? Yeah. That, that, was, what, seven months, that was fucking six months ago. Almost <laughs> Jesus. So I wrote the book. Guy has a great voice. He needs to do a podcast. You do a podcast, brother? I do two podcasts. Thanks, Jim Thatcher. Uh, I do two podcasts. My mom always said to me that I have a great face for radio. Thanks, mom. And uh, but <laughs> wonderful woman. She's still alive. She's, 80, she's 84 years old. My dad's 84. They've been together for 67 years. Oh, and my. They're the ones that should have been hunkered down in their house and taking extra precautions. Not healthy people. And, and Trump and Fauci and all these people said, listen, here's the deal. Now we know, even, even though Fauci in January said, we got no problem. The United States is not going to have to worry about this. So let's just take that guy's word from there on out. And then people said to me, well, you know, aren't you allowed to be wrong? Let me tell you something. The three most powerful words I've ever said in my life oh. are I was wrong. Other than I love you, I was wrong. But I, ain't, I, I haven't been wrong so far on this thing. But yeah, I've got uh, two uh, two podcasts. One's called Glenn Klein Online, and I've dealt with this topic a lot. And the other one's called Sex in the Pews, which well, is. I mean, let's be honest here, right, Coach? Let's be honest. So I, I would I would hope you'd be honest with me, Joe. Frankly, 
I don't know. It's just a term people throw out there. It's a, it's a little buffer. Yeah, yeah but I'm a buffer. communications coach, so I'm, I'm, I'm all about the discipline communication. So you'll have to forgive me. <laughs> or you don't have to. Whatever the fuck. Is it's, your, it's, it's your goddamn horrible. show. You do whatever you want to do. <laughs> fuck yeah, man. I do, I do whatever I want. So we're talking about the great topics, what everybody wants to hear whenever they tune into a fucking show. Corona, the best, the deaths, right? How do you calm these people yeah. down? Why do you, how do you calm their tits a little bit? Like, what, what do you got to say to them? Have a Tito's or a champagne of the bottle beers, Miller Highlight. <laughs> and then uh, you buy early wake-up call. It's not even on Amazon yet. This is how early it is. You can just oh, get wow. it on my website. It's, it's going to be. I mean, Amazon takes longer than you think. They take a lot longer to upload a fucking book and an audio book and an e-book than they do delivering your toilet paper to your fucking door. I can tell you that. But uh, no, Amazing. read the book and just take responsibility for your own health. I have zero concern about coronavirus. Zero. No, no more than any other potential catastrophe, like getting in a car accident or dying of cancer or having a heart attack because uh, I'm overweight and I smoke. I, I was one of the fucking uh, uh, most vulnerable when it started. I've lost 50 pounds. I, I have the anti-quarantine uh, fit. I have the anti-quarantine fitting. They should have been on television right away. Say, okay, you guys, we know that people that are obese and that don't take care of themselves. This is what the news media should have been reporting on top of the scoreboard of death, that they really felt they needed the scoreboard of death. You're going to be at home for a while. Here's some home exercises you can do. Here's some healthy eating ideas. Drink more water. Do you know, uh, Joe, that in 1918, there was a pandemic called the Spanish flu. And it was so yep. widespread that they had to take patients outside. Well, in the retrospect of the Spanish flu from 1918, they found out that the people that were outside actually did better. They got healthier faster because actually vitamin D is really important. So, what, But what did they tell us to do here in 2020? Stay inside, stay home, stay safe. There were people, my, my, my brother's uh, mother-in-law didn't come out of her apartment for like six months. All. I, mean, I don't know if she still come out of her apartment. I mean, it's crazy. So when people like Trump or Gavin Newsom or Andrew Cuomo or An Anthony Fauci, they elevate to these positions because they are control freaks. Andrew and, Cuomo, right? Yes. And they're looking to control people's lives. People call this sometimes the pandemic that this was planned. I don't think that. I don't think human beings are organized enough to plan something like this. But once huh. the dominoes started falling and... You had people absolutely clearly willing to do anything, let their con constitutional rights go. just save our lives. Because here's what happens. Rational, smart people, their rationality and their intelligence is taken over by their fear of death or the fight or flight mechanism that's in everybody. So they'll do, they'll do anything to save their lives and the lives of their loved ones, including letting their just freedom just go by the wayside. So yeah, just take care of your own responsibility learn some serious stress management techniques. This is incredibly stressful. And we know the number one cause of premature death and disease is mismanaged stress. 70%, the researchers say, of disease and premature death is caused by what's going on between our ears. And now, it's not that it's not real disease, but it starts as mismanaged stress, and then it becomes strokes and cancer and arthritis and all kinds of fucking things. Uh, Diabetes. Yeah, diabetes. And then, of course, it, it responds to that kind of mismanaged stress response to really poor health decisions like over drinking, over smoking, obesity. And then that becomes a whole cycle of disease. So learn how to manage your stress properly. There's all kinds of great. Yeah, whatever. You, I, I meditate multiple <laughs> times a day because I need to. And it works. How do you meditate? Tell us about the meditation you do. Walk us through it. What a great question. We're the Tito's, right? Yeah, I, the, I, I do the Tito's. I, I do one or two a night. That's it. Because scientifically, you know, if you have a cocktail or a beer or a glass of wine, it lowers blood pressure and it makes you relax. It's nice. So meditation actually means something, Joe Madness. All these words that we just throw out there flippantly actually have meanings. And meditation means to mutter or to talk about. And what I discovered going through my little life is that the reality 
of our existence here is that we actually are human beings. We're not human doings. We call it, fortunately, we still call ourselves human doings. But what most people meditate or talk about is what they do. When you get together at the end of the day with your family, your significant other, you're talking on the phone with your friends, what do you talk about? What happened that day? What you did? What was done to you? And most of the times, because human beings so naturally are negative, it takes no effort to be negative at all. And there's a historic reason, a sociological reason why That's we are point. naturally negative. Yeah. And so what do we talk about? What do we meditate during the course of the evening or during the course of any given day? The bullshit that happens to us and what was done to us and what the bullshit that we were involved in, what, what, what we were doing, not what we were being. So since you asked, I mean, it's a pretty fucking deep question. But when I was 25, oh. I, I was raised as a, as a Jewish kid in the Chicagoland area. And I was um, basically an atheist by the time I was 20 years old. And I had a near uh, death experience, which caused me at that time to think that God had saved my life for some reason. I now know that that wasn't accurate, but that's what I thought. So I went from being an atheist to thinking that there was a sugar daddy in the earth uh, trying to. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, trying to <laughs> manipulate shit and stuff like that, which eventually led me to being open to the claims of this Jewish guy. Uh, his name is Yeshua. I call him by his actual name because that's what his mom called him. Yeshua. Joshua in English, Yeshua. Uh, the Romans ended up calling him Jesus, meaning son of Zeus, because they were trying to co-opt this new religion that was being started. And But I did have a spiritual experience with Christ when I was 25. And that plunged me into a decade-long study and really a cultish situation because wow. most of fundamentalist religion is a cult, no matter what label you put on it. And it was very hard to escape. But what I found out was that pretty much with traditional Christianity or what I was in Messianic <clears throat> Judaism teaches, it's That's pretty much topic right there. 180 degrees different than what's in the actual scriptures, not the Bible. The Bible's not the Word of God. It never claims to be the Word of God. But it does talk about the Word of God, which was... Yeshua. In Hebrew, Yeshua means salvation. So whether that actually happened or not, it's a great story because the angel came to the Jewish girl, Miriam, not Mary, and said, you are going to have a kid. He's going to save his people and you're going to call him salvation. Yeshua. But Christianity fucked up the whole thing right from the get-go. They got, even got his name wrong. So eventually I come out of the cult of Messianic Judaism and Christianity. And yet my sense of oneness with the creator and with Yeshua never left. It actually got stronger. And then I got, I got turned on to a guy named Mike Williams, who runs an outfit called The Gospel Revolution. Highly recommended for any of you guys that have been spiritually abused and have had bad uh, situations in Christianity. Uh, just gospelrevolution.com. Spiritually abused. Yeah, well, he, religious uh, uh, tr uh, traumatic stress disorder. And in any case, um, I, I became involved in that. It's basically a recovery program for Christians. Gospel, Gospel. Revolution. Recovery over, program for Christians. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what happens over Man, time I is my that. understanding, my knowledge, my contemplation of this oneness with God and with everybody else becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And eventually I realize as a human being, not a human doing, I am internally and eternally in my heart, in my spirit, you will, perfect, just the way I am, no matter what happens to me, righteous, holy as Christ, sinless, without sin. Nobody's been born a sinner. As far as the new covenant is concerned, we haven't had a sinner on the planet in 2,000 years. And yet Christianity what? keeps preaching. Oh, yes, man. sir. Christianity keeps saying, we're born a sinner. We're, no, we were born. I mean, we were never, but the, that was how God decided to do it. Why? That's for another show. But the bottom you know line what is I love this. when they say that... Uh... I mean to cut you off. You're you're a you're a hell of a talker, man. I love it. Now, what what about this though? What what if uh what 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 about when they say, hey, he died for your sins, for my sins, so you can live? Like, what does that right, mean? Right. I, I will tell you in a second, but I'm going to just finish on meditation if I can. So all day long, whether it be with my life coaching clients or my Sex in the Pews show, that's why it's Sex in the Pews because we're actually <laughs> exposing this religious bullshit. And letting people be free to be who they truly are. So the meditation, the muttering, the talking is about how perfect we are. We literally are Christ in the earth now, all of humanity. 
the Catholic Church and Christianity says it costs about the body of Christ. Well, no, we're yeah. actually all the body. When I say all, a double hockey sticks, everybody. And so Christianity fucked it up, man. They got his name wrong. Uh, there's 55 references to hell in the King James Bible. 55. They've mistranslated four different words. Not one of them means a place where the, the loving God sends people to be tortured for eternity. Not one time. And there's 55 references, and there's a lot of mistranslations, a lot of misinterpretations. And so, yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, no, we weren't, we're not sinners. We weren't born in sin. We were actually born righteous. We don't need salvation. And let, salvation, again, a word that means something is actually the renewing of the mind. That's, the, what, that's what the meditation does. It cleanses the soul. Uh, David Allen, the modern-day philosopher, calls it taking a mind sweep. Uh, Victor Frankl, the great psychoanalyst that survived Auschwitz, calls it taking a mental hygiene. Coach Glenn Klein, because I'm just so high-minded, I call taking a brain poop. I you got to take a lot of brain poops throughout the day if you want to stay sane, and I choose to stay sane here at the last third of my existence walking around on the planet. Ooh. Does that answer your question about sin? Man, it's a, it's a lot of a lot of stuff there. You just drop it on everybody, and then well, you walk away, and you're happy that you just mind fuck the shit it's out of everybody. Fucking drop, mic drop situation is what it is. <laughs> man, so religion is a, is a cult. I mean, I've, I've kind of felt that way for a long time. You know, it's yeah, well, one well, of how, how were you raised? Were you raised in a church or anywhere? I was, uh, I was forced, dragged by my uh, by the back of my neck into a church, and what then I, I crawled church? outside. What kind of church? Uh, you know? I would say it was more like, um, I don't know, just a Christian church, I believe. I mean, I'm, I'm not really too much into it, you know? I don't know. They used to just call away and go play outside with all the other Mexican kids, you know? That's good. Where are you right now? Did you say San Antonio? Yes, sir. Nice. How's it going down there by the Alamo? It is uh, It's really hot all the time, 24 hours a day, really humid. Took a walk today. Man, it, it feels exhausting, man. You feel that heat, and then you see no, no sun. You're like, what is going on? Like, somebody turned the fucking air conditioner on, right? It's amazing, I'll say. <laughs> well, we don't, I'm in Tampa, so we have no problem with that during the summer. Not at all. Very humid out there, right? It's a little bit humid. That's now, what, in Florida, that, you guys got, got the, the got NBA conditioning. You got What'd the NBA bubble out there, right? Yeah, in Disney. Isn't that a, a little crazy, though, right? The whole I mean, there's crazy. a whole conspiracy the, the whole behind crazy, Disney, no. and no, then the whole, you stick the, the whole, whole fucking thing is insane. There. The whole thing's insane. That's why I wrote the book, because I want to bring some sanity and some clarity to a situation that literally got out of control overnight. And that's why I wrote the book. To help people now. Is it, I, when I realized what I was saying was actually coming to pass, I was like, fuck. And then I realized there was a book here that could help people. That my whole passion of my entire life, starting as a camp director and owner, the, a father of six, and now many spouses, and I've got two grandchildren, and my life coaching, my podcasting, is just about to help people. Now, I'm a people too. I want to help myself, no doubt. But my whole modus operandi is just to be a blessing that's why i've taken the time and the energy and the money uh to to do this book so it's called early wake up call you guys should wake up on the on the regular for sure and then meditate talk to yourself about how perfect and righteous and holy you are you'd be amazed at how much better you feel about yourself when you realize what the truth is actually it is very amazing though how everybody just kind of goes crazy but i i just kind of see foresee this going on for years to come the mass thing ain't going away though Oh, no. Not, none of this is going away. I mean, what, what's going to happen in a year from now? Uh, they're going to have a vaccine. This thing continues yep. to mutate. They have a vaccine for the flu every year. And tens of thousands of people die either of the flu or with the flu. And they, they develop the vaccine years before they know what even kind of flu it's going to be. You couldn't pay me. Well, you could pay me enough. I could, I could ward off the, the virus if you stuck it in me through a vaccine. Because I got this thing, I do the research. Knowledge is indeed power. A lot of these things are cliche, but it's true. You want power? Get some knowledge. And there is a known pathogen killer called raw extract oregano oil. 
and I got it for all my family and my friends, and I talk about it on the show all the time. I had the oregano doctor, Dr. Cass Ingram, and oh my God, holy hell broke loose. Uh, but I also have regular doctors on it. We have very civil and respectful conversation. I should have brought the bottle with me. It's called Oregano's is the company that he represents. But dude, it's, it, it fucking kills everything. I mean, so I'm, I'm, he, he cured himself of HIV symptoms in the 90s, Dr. Ingram, because he was a physician. He got pricked by a AIDS-positive patients. This is before they were taking precautions. Got deathly ill, but he had been to Turkey. And the guy in Turkey that was talking about it in the mountains was like, you Americans, you know nothing. <laughs> was like, what? <laughs> and so in his first book, he's written over 30 books, Dr. Ingram. And his first book was called The Cures in the Cupboard. And here's what I found out. The Cures in the Cupboard. And so I like that's I have no no concern about it at all. You guys get yourself some raw and you get it in any health food store. You go into any place, they know about it. It is a proven pathogen killer. And COVID's a pathogen. So instead, we're gonna freak everybody out, make everybody wear a mask. I won't wear a mask, but one of my listeners, the sex in the pews, sent me this mask because they're a pro-mask person. So it says sex in the pews. I don't know if you can see it there. There we go. Sex in the pews. And they said, maybe you'll wear this mask. And I was like, thanks a lot. And I stuck it on my desk. Wow, man. That's that's crazy. You got a lot of fans out there that just kind of uh, they worry about you a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, well, not just A little fans. bit concerned about you. <laughs> so this fasting, though. I mean, how could you expect something made out of cotton with little or no filter on it to save your life when it comes to just basically restricting your breathing? It's a psychological thing. Psychological is huge. Psychosomatic disease is a real thing, starting with stressing out about shit. And it just lets people think that everything's going to be okay. Remember, 15 days to bend the curve, 15 days to stop the spread. Then it was that <laughs> we have to flatten the curve, which we did. And then it's got to be, no, not, now we can't have any live cases forever. But this is all shit that people made up, though, man. Flatten the curve. Yeah. You know well, I mean? they, they have these they, they, No, they have these sayings, and the curve did flatten, and it will. But I predicted early on, and it's in the fucking book. That it, <laughs> oh, I love this guy. It's in the I, book. Go read it. I, I was I was thinking when I was hearing, you know, is it going to spike in the fall? And I was like, of course it's going to spike, just like the flu season does every year. You know, people get the flu all year round. You know that, Joe Madness, right? Every year, all, all and year I ain't long. worried about still fucking that control. Well, but you could control, and or at least you can support your immune system. Hey, so people get about the that stuff, man. People man. get the flu year round, but it spikes. And guess when it spikes? In January and February. And what has happened before January and February? Starting with a thing that we like to call Halloween, going mm. through Thanksgiving, and then Christmas and Hanukkah, and the New Year's. People are over consuming shit they ought not be over consuming, like sugar. Sugar is the number one cause of cancer. Sugar is the number oh. one cause of depression and alcohol and unhealthy fats. And then they're spending money they don't have. And then oh, it's time to pay the piper. Here come the credit Woo. card bills in January. Here's a, By the way, all the stress of getting together with family. No matter how loving a family is, it's still stressful. And if you don't Ellis. deal with the stress, it has the issues. So, of course, it was going to spike. Yes, there's a drop after the flu season, and then it comes back every goddamn year, and this isn't going anywhere, and the masks aren't going anywhere. The mandate, the mandated mask may go, but I'm not, I won't wear one. If if I go into a place, I just don't want to be mean to the, you know, the the mask police when you go into a goddamn Walmart <laughs> or a restaurant. So I have I Tito should really give me a vig here because I have my Tito's bandana. Say that? My Tito's bandana. Tito. And, I'll, and, and, I'll, and I'll put that on like this, and I'll walk in, they don't say anything, and I just put it down, and I look pretty cool. I look pretty fucking cool. Hey, the people that walk around, like, just casually, just on the chin, just on the chin, right? Yeah. Got a mask in my head, in my face. What are you worried about? What do we got? Yo, Mount Man on the right. Big respect. My slime. You, you look, look like, like you could, you could spit, spit a literally. watermelon with your eyes. Wow. Is, is that is that on you or me? Uh, I want to say it's you though. You're on the right, right? Yeah, what, yeah. what is that? What, I, what what was that guy's name? His name is uh, I don't know. Here we go. Throw it up. What throw what, it back what, what for you. Brenton, What do you mean by splitting a watermelon? 
Is that is that a good thing? He says, big respect, my slime you look like you could split a watermelon with your eyes. Oh, we got another one. Okay, maybe he's that. We got hey. All right, what's going on? There's Clowny. What up? Oh, you look strong, bro. Yeah. I, 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 I lift weights. I work out. I work out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about balance. Tito's, a little tobacco. See, I smoke the American spirit that has none of the bullshit in it. See that? Oh, man. Those are it, nasty. Oh, it's, my or, it, it's organic Ooh, tobacco. That's rough. Yeah. Organically is, rough. That's what it is. It's a BL on the chat room. Black Lives Matter. Oh man, how do you well, how do you feel about the Black Lives Matter? What's your opinion? I think Black Lives Matter, frankly. <laughs> and I mean, I think that it's you know it's become politicized, and as soon as something becomes a bureaucracy and a big money, get all fucked up. But yes, Black Lives Matter, and uh, I think it's, it's not, a. Go ahead. I think it's a new way to just call out all the racist people, though. You don't like a certain group of people, even though you don't like everybody. You're racist, right? Well, but. The black community of this country has a unique relationship with the United States. It's the only one that was ever enslaved because they had more melanin in their skin. And we, we, we've dealt a lot with this on the Sex and the Pew show, a lot, because it's about communication. My Did you say they were the only ones that were enslaved? In this country, yes. The Chinese were slaved here, too? Well, but not by, um, yeah, and the Irish and uh but, oh, but not, no but bro they were <laughs> the chinese got here themselves i mean if you're a slave you're a fucking slave man. yeah i mean you know what i'm saying like how are you gonna say that hey you know what i bumped my toe and then i'm not going through pain but somebody's just got their knee chopped off they're going through more pain than you i mean it, it means something to you right it means yeah, something the, you're you. talking about an entire group of people who all their ancestors um were too kidnapped. much sexy. Wow. All right. Too much sexy. Way too many abortions. They use abortions as contraception. Uh, I won't deal with Clown Byer's comment there, but I will say that the reason that Black Lives Matter is because that, that community and their ancestors, and they are a genetic uh, product of not only their physical attributes, but emotional attributes get passed down too. And they're, the fact of the matter is their ancestors, as opposed to our ancestors who came over here, on their own volition to escape persecution and then all kinds of bullshit to find a better mm. life. Th their ancestors were kidnapped and treated in an incredibly inhumane, genocidal, violent way, and we're still paying for uh, that. They, it was literally the original sin of the country. Now, the only people that were here when the Europeans got here, of course, were the indigenous peoples. And Does they this got guy fucked ever not too. say anything that's not deep? That's what I'm wondering. Everything coming out of your mouth, it just... Fucking full blown deep, right? dude. I'm I'm older than goddamn dirt. I've learned a couple things. Give me a fucking break, will you, please? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, but isn't this true though? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, right? right. So, didn't black people didn't sell themselves to the dude, highest? So what? Bear? So what? I mean, I they, 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 it out no, there, no, man. black people. There, there, were there some corrupt black people? Of course, just like there's some corrupt cops. There's some corrupt, there's even some corrupt people that work in the White House right now. I love the energy. I love it. Just poke him a no, little bit. He gets, he gets a little heated. I love it. <laughs> you, you ain't from uh, San Antonio originally. Where are you from out east? Man, I'm, I'm from a little city town in Texas, man. Abilene. What? That, that's, yeah. that's, that's from Abilene. 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 Yeah. yeah. You, ever, you ever see the show Deadwood? Maybe. Cowboy, Deadwood. right? Dead, Deadwood was an HBO show, my favorite television show of all time. And uh, really? Abilene, Abilene plays a huge role because while Bill Hickok was killed in the actual Deadwood, it was a it was a lawless town. It was a gold rush town in 1876. 98% of the population of Deadwood, were of uh, the female population, were prostitutes in 1876. 98%. Oh, and when oh. while Bill Hickok was murdered by a guy named Jack McCall, his defense was that while Bill had killed somebody, in, his brother in Abilene, and this was a revenge murder at Deadwood. And he was actually acquitted. And then he got tracked down and eventually got hung. But, uh, yeah, Abilene. Whenever I hear Abilene, Abilene. Wild, wild Bill, Bill Hickok. Wild Bill. That's and a hell of a name. Mate. Hickok, isn't it? Hickok. Eh. Kind of like TikTok. What do you think about TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> I think the TikTok. Chinese app. 
to oh, TikTok. Yes. TikTok. You want to help the Chinese? Get on TikTok. There you go. Uh, go help yeah, them but out. The, but then, then, then our uh, current occupant of the White House says he's going to uh, restrict TikTok. That was never going to happen. That I'm guy talks that. out of That's his ass idea. more than yeah. any person I've ever seen in my life, Donald J. Trump. Did you hear about that today, though? I heard it from my, uh, my lady, right? He was talking about somewhere in Iowa that there was a hurricane. No ocean anywhere to be found. There was a hurricane. Right? Well, they you all fuck that? up. I mean, Obama once said he had visited all 57 states. I mean, you know, even, even hey. smart people fuck up. And, and, and I don't Trump's have a problem with it, though. Here's what I thought about it. I, I thought he was referencing maybe like a, a disaster happening amongst people when he just kind of painted that beautiful yeah. image of a hurricane, right? You're, you're, you're a MAGA guy, said. aren't you? You're a MAGA guy, aren't you? <sighs> man, I, I love Trump, man. He's awesome. It's a beautiful yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is just the well, biggest When's his stakes are coming up? <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, you know, the White House reaches out, to, speaking of South Dakota, yeah, and Deadwood's right there. They reach out to Mount Rushmore and see if there's any room for Trump's face next to Teddy Roosevelt, yeah, Washington, Jefferson, and Lincoln. And then, then you know they what? denied just it, of course. They just put Trump all over the motherfucker, <laughs> wouldn't they? Let's just do that. Yeah, we got I'll another comment. What do we got? Trump is a result of uh, the fact that um, how bad the Democrat and Republican establishments and the media establishment uh, treated the, the flyover people, the people from New York and D.C. to L.A. all these decades. And and Trump is, I think he's really not well, but he does have intuition and he does have a sense of entertainment and of theater, of course. But he was just, I saw, I saw a great meme uh, months ago. Oh, yeah? It, 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 looked, it, it looked like a Trump campaign poster. He looked great, as great as he's going to look with his you know clown makeup on. And it said, Trump 2020 on the top. And there's President Trump. And then at the bottom it says, because fuck you again. <laughs> fuck you again, wow. Yeah, that's, I'm that's, getting Trump, a lot Trump's of hostility a big, of, uh, amongst Trump. Trump's here. a big fuck you to the elites and the... Uh, uh, academia and the media and the uh, the corporations and everybody that's been in power and hasn't taken the little people into consideration. Trump's just a big F you. I think he's going to win again, too. I do. I, I predicted it. I was on a radio station in uh, 2016 in Milwaukee, 2015. And when he first started out, I said um, that I thought he was going to win after he caught traction. My boss called me one day, who's a conservative guy, and he goes, did you actually say that Donald Trump is mentally ill on the air? And I said, <laughs> no, Dave. I said, I'm not a psychologist, and I certainly have never examined him, but I read his book, and I, he is definitely manifesting mental illness, and that's what I said. He was like, okay. Hmm. So I predicted that he was going to win, even though the polls showed that he wasn't, because the energy, I have to admit that once he had the grab the pussy comment come out on the Billy Bush thing on Access Hollywood, I thought, Woo! nobody... Nobody can survive that. But he survived everything. And the one thing about Trump is he will not quit. He's got tremendous stamina and energy. And that and the and the enthusiasm is obviously in the Trump camp. Uh, Joe Biden has clearly got early onset dementia. I think Kamala uh, Harris is an awful pick for him. And oh, uh, so and, and now we have the very exciting Democratic Natural Virtual Convention. The fact that Biden didn't go to Wisconsin, they need Wisconsin. He doesn't go to Wisconsin and bring whoever's going to come along to, to, to help bolster, like, just even the image of the Badger State, which I lived in for 10 years. I still have a house there. And they Hillary never went to Wisconsin. Where does Trump go yesterday? Oshkosh, Wisconsin. <laughs> this is, this is Whoa, not brain man. surgery. The, the, the fucking Democrats are giving it to him again. It's incredible. The whole fucking thing. But if he's the president, though, I mean, shouldn't you love him regardless, though? Because if he fails, America fails, though, right? Am I wrong? I No, you're not wrong. But I love everybody. This gets back to the meditation. Because oh, I know that man, this guy. I love Donald J. Trump. Let me tell you a little bit, and then give me a hug. Give me a I hug. Loved, I, I, loved, I love Joe Madness. I don't hate anybody. Now, I hate some of the things that Trump does. I hate some of the things that Nancy Pelosi says and does, or Chuck Schumer. I even hate some of the shit that I've done. But I still love myself. You can't love yourself unless you love everybody else too, because we truly are one. If there's anything this pandemic proves, I talk about it in the book, is that the world can get together really quick. <laughs> when they think that there's a... Remember, remember the movie uh, Independence Day with Will Smith yep. and uh, 
Jeff Goldblum, when the world was under attack by the aliens, then all of a sudden the Israelis and the Arabs are cooperating, the communists and the capitalists, everybody, because it was self-interest. Dude, fucking 88% of people say they either wear masks all the time or they wear masks some of the time. Hola. Only 7, 8, 12% of people never wear masks, and I'm one of them. I could be for me, and I wrote a blog about it at the G Spot. Is that to me? It's a it's a symbol of our giving up of our freedoms. It's like the flag. Tell what, us what about is, what, the G Spot. Why call it that? Don't you know where the G Spot is, bro? I'm asking you. I'm asking the, the questions right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> your, your lady would not be happy to know that you don't know where the G Spot is, bro. I'm asking you why you called it the G Spot. Come on. Why not? Hmm. I, 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 I must have known in my heart that one day I would be on this amazing video podcast called Joe Madness, and the guy would ask me why you call it a G-spot. Man, because why you call it, it G-spot? Because sex sells. That's why I have sex in the pews. That's why I call it sex in the pews. That's why we have – we literally had sex in the pews. I had uh, – my co-host and her boyfriend literally had sex in the pews as I was interviewing them and doing play-by-play. It was unbelievable. Now, we have that, and then we go pretty deep into spirituality we go deep we have a woman on our show on the regular name a woman named susan cottrell whose daughter came out to her as gay 10 years ago oh and susan and robert cottrell's uh church made them choose between their gay daughter and the church and they chose their, their daughter and then they started a foundation <laughs> about it uh called freed hearts and susan's had over a million views on her ted talk and she comes in the pews and it's very, you know, normal. And we talk about th- their effort and to de-shame uh, LGBTQ, uh, th- that community that needs so much support uh, in a similar way, not in exactly the same way, but in a similar way that the black community has a unique relationship with this country. The gay community has a re- unique relationship with the world. Because at least if you, if you were raised and you were black, your parents weren't rejecting you because of your skin color. But a lot of kids get rejected by their moms and their dads and their friends and their communities because they love people of the same sex. They, they're attracted that way. That's fucked up. Huh. So we have Susan Cottrell on there, and we have everything in, in between. I mean, we've, we, just had, we just had golden showers the other day in the pews. You'll have to listen to it. Not, not about, I was watching it. It was, it was spontaneous, and it's funny as fuck. You're watching gonna, it? Well, I really what wasn't what it's it's just my guest who is like a stepson to me. I I I'm I'm watching right here, and he's looking down. He's looking down at his hands in the middle of the interview, about an hour in. And I was like, "Dude, are you on your phone?" He goes, "No, I'm I'm pissing." I was like, "What? <laughs> There's a goddamn bathroom five feet from here." He's like, "I had to pee. I didn't know, no." And so he's peeing in this Mike's hard lemonade can that he had just drank. And I, oh God, it was so fucking funny, dude. So I don't know. I, I, do you consider that deep? I don't think that that's so deep. But the reason I mean, is I, the G spot. The reason is the G spot because I understand. I want to reach people. I got to get their attention, especially in 2020. There's all so much goddamn shit going on. So yeah, sex in the pews, the G spot. My my T-shirt. See what my T-shirt says here. Hold on. Can you read that? Got splinters. All yeah, right. that's the that's the official uh, T-shirt for those people who send in their dick pics every week. We have the dick pic of the week winner, which is a, is, is at <laughs> saxonthepews.com. and it's it's it, it's not what you think. It, it's it's organized fun with a purpose. That's my whole life. I organize fun, but it's with a purpose. So the whole point is, guys, don't send your dicks to girls. They don't want to see them. If they're healthy and they're heterosexual or they like the dick. They want to see it disappear inside them. They don't want to see it. No, that, these are general. If statements. they like the dick, yes, they want to see it disappear into their vagina or into their mouth Uh-oh. or into their asshole or where somewhere. Man. But they don't want to see your dick pic. So if you got to send a dick pic, go to sexinthepews.com and send us your dick pic of the week. It's his famous or notable Richards who are named Dick. And then the best one of the week gets a God Splinters t-shirt. Because if you have sex in the pews, you're taking a chance, Joe Madness, that you're going to get splinters. And we, of course, we always have uh, tweezers available here in the uh, Odeal Toy Studio. My question is, how do you pee in a can? I couldn't do that. (laughs) Did it. And he didn't. And then then he stuck the can on the goddamn desk here. 
And I was freaking out. But he reveals in the show that he's in the golden showers. And so he was like, he took it personally offensive that I would be concerned that there was an open can of urine <laughs> in, in, in the It'll pews. be a little bit smelly, right? A little bit. It, it actually was purely, the way he, he, he filled the can and then he filled a water bottle, a clear Zephyr Hills water bottle. It, he said, he said, look, it's clear. There's nothing in here. And he said, people like to drink this shit. And I was like, cheers. I, I'll, I'll stay with my Tito's. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let me ask you something, though. You brought up Black Lives Matter a couple times, and it was brought up by a couple people. Yeah. Now, you said some stuff about it. I'm like, all right. I can kind of see it, right? I see it. But when is enough enough, though? When, when, when do you put all that to rest? When do you move on? You stop talking about racism, because if you talk about it, it's going to continue to exist and manifest in everybody's fucking mind. It, it has an effect. I'll agree with you. But here's when you stop it. When finally uh, President Obama should have done it. Trump could do it. He won't do it. Nobody. You know, I got fired from that radio station in Milwaukee because I was talking about race. I asked the question of a civil rights leader who's a friend of mine. And, and we were just happened to be talking about hockey, just like you and I are talking about all kinds of stuff right now. And so I said to his name is Mill Thompson, wrote a book called... Um, the only one in the room. He was a school superintendent in Wisconsin, and he was the only black guy often in the room. So he wrote a book called The Only One in the Room, A Lifetime of Observation on Race. Very, very sharp dude. Liked the guy a lot. He was a conservative Christian, probably still is. So we, we butted heads a lot, but we, we respected each other, and we respected each other's motives. So anyway, uh, so we're just chit-chatting, and the hockey came up. It, actually, it was a Tampa Bay Lightning reference that came up. I, before we started our conversation. And I said to a Milt, I said, since Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in baseball in 1947, African-Americans have basically dominated every team sport eventually, baseball, basketball, football. Yep. I said, why not hockey? Now, I knew the answer because it's an economic thing, and the black community has lagged behind economically in this country for a long time. And there's all, there's all kinds of historic reasons for it. And we can get into that if you want, what my take on it. But Milt answered it beautifully. And then we went on, just kept talking about whatever the hell else we were talking about. The next day, my boss calls me into the conference room right before my shift. And the same guy that asked me if I had said that <laughs> Donald Trump mentally ill. And he said, did you ask Milt Thompson why blacks don't dominate hockey? And I said, yeah, I did. He said, well, we got a complaint from another civil rights group. And because of that, we're not going to be able to have you on the station anymore. And I said, what? And he said, yeah, we, I don't want to take any chance on any litigation. I said, Dave, let's have them come in and talk about why they were offended about the question. Milt answered it beautifully. And Milt found out that day and he came storming into the station. He was so pissed off. And he's a Christian. He, he was pretty pissed off. He, was, he had some righteous indignation. He's like, let's have, he wouldn't even tell me who the other people were. And I said, let's have him on the show. Let's talk. Let's have Milton. We're supposed to be having a discussion about race. Everybody says, we have to have a conversation about race. And I was warned not to do a segment on race. I did it every week. I was warned by a good friend of mine. Uh, he's a big talk show listener. He said, it is a landmine. And it cost me my job. And I, but that's where it starts, I, though, I right? I said to the guy, I said to the Pardon me? That's where it starts. Conversation. Exactly. So we need to have a conversation, not just talk about having it. And yes, there's going to be some flare ups and there's going to be some disagreements. But the bottom line is we've got to have a discussion about um, what do they call those things? Not aspirations. Um, you know, the payment for slavery. It's, it's slipping my mind right now. I'll, I'll think of it. So somebody's going to send it past the screen here. Re reparations. Thank you. Reparations. Uh, we've got to have a discussion about that. Uh, let me tell you something. When uh, Israel was formed, Germany paid reparations to Israel. You go in Israel, every single taxi cab pretty much is a Mercedes-Benz. That were donated by Germany and many other things. The Mercedes-Benz company got the contract for the crematorium in the concentration camps. So that Mercedes-Benz logo was on the um, ovens of Auschwitz and Birkenbau and all those places. And so they said we fucked up. There's nothing we can do about it except apologize, and here's some money and some, some Mercedes-Benz. So, yeah, we got to have that talk, we, we, and we, we have to have a consistent talk. 
Well, there you go. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about uh, fear. Fear is the currency of control. And that, that's getting back to how this all thing spiraled out of control. They freaked everybody the fuck out. People, because of the fight or flight mechanism that is an absolute natural progress and process in our brains, people like, I'm, I want to protect my life. They're telling me that people could, two million people could die. So it's, uh, and, and, and frankly, the whole thing, the whole racism thing is also based in fear and ignorance. You know, they always say, Joe, that uh, racism has to be say? taught. Racism has to be taught. What, what are you putting in your beer, Salt? Yeah, beer salt. It's pickle yeah, flavor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> my, my boy, Ken Pitlick in northern Wisconsin, uh, he he always puts the salt in his, uh, I think he goes Miller Lite, actually. Makes it all taste amazingly good. Yeah. All of it. Except for so, Natty Light. I can't fuck with that one. Oh, that nasty light. <laughs> no bueno. Ah. So anyway, um, what the fuck was I talking about? Fear, anger. Oh no! Rain just kind of ramble. That's what we do, yeah, right? The, the fear, the fear that people have is going to make them do things that they would not normally do because they want to save their lives. They want to save their kids' lives. I was criticized for not uh, being a bad person for not being concerned. And I say in the book, I go, listen, let me make this clear right from the get go. I don't want anybody to die or suffer from anything. Really not reality, is it? You know, so this is what I've been saying since the beginning, though. Right? Fear, right? Control. Everything yep. has been manufactured by fear. And who did this, though? You. You did it. And everybody had to watch it because you let it happen. That's yeah, why we're sure. in the situation. Why we're no doubt. Happen. I 100% agree with that. And we had we did not have effective leaders. They led by fear. They led by control. It doesn't make a difference if they got an R or a D next to their name. Uh, hugely uh, poor decision making. Cuomo stuck uh, sick senior citizens with the virus back in assisted living facilities. That was fucked up. Democrats don't criticize it for that. When when Trump shut down the flights from China, they said he was a xenophobe, a racist. And that was oh. apparently an effective thing to do. They can't admit, they can't admit, if Trump's for it, they're against it. That's not effective thinking. But perfect love, the, the ancient text says this, perfect love casts out all fear. So if you're doing the shadow work, the inner shadow work, if you're doing the meditation, if you really know that you're a human being and that you be righteousness, that you be love, and you talk about it and your ears hear it, you're not going to be so afraid. And you'll actually make good decisions. We actually have the government we deserve. The fact that it's Trump and Biden, we deserve these two knuckleheads. There's no doubt about it. And, and I talk about the past leaders, the great leaders like uh, Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and Harry Truman and John F. Kennedy. These guys weren't perfect people, but they had balls and they knew how to communicate and they knew how to convince people. In the Revolutionary War, 33% of Americans wanted to rebel against Great Britain. 33% did not want to because they didn't want to die. They knew it was going to be tremendously suffering, a, a time of suffering. And then the third were like, whatever. And that's always the case. I don't care if it's a country, a company, a family, if it's big enough. You got a third that want it, a third don't want it. And then the ones that convince the middle third to go their way, that's the way it goes. Well, the bottom third, and they are bottom feeders, our leaders right Tell now. us about the bottom third. We're going to wrap the episode up and then go off to the bonus. Wrap Ooh, it up. Give us your brother. All yeah, right, bonus. hit the book. Drop your links. Go, to the, go you to the G-Spot blog. Get off. Get off on the G-Spot. You the man, Joe Man Madness. Thank you so much. So we're going to wrap this show up right now. This is the world-renowned Joe Madness show. We got Coach Glenn Klein on the mic coming back with a bonus episode. Stay tuned for that. Any last words right now? Love you, people. Well, there you go. Love is being spread right now embrace it take it in because it's all we got our beautiful moments in life